We are Hope Church Guildford. This is a recent recording from our Sunday morning gathering. We hope you can join us at the Royal Grammar School on Guildford High Street, Sundays at 10am. Enjoy the message. Chapter 2 begins with Naomi and Ruth discussing where they're going to find food. And it just so happens to be the beginning of the barley harvest. And so Ruth goes out to look for food, and it just so happens that she ends up picking grain in the field of a man named Boaz, who just so happens to be Naomi's relative. We're told that Boaz is a man of noble character, and he notices Ruth. And so after finding out more about her story, he shows remarkable generosity to her. He makes these special provisions so that the immigrant Ruth can gather grain in his field. And in doing so, Boaz is actually obeying an explicit command of the Torah to show generosity to the immigrant and the poor. Boaz is so impressed by Ruth's loyalty to Naomi, he prays for her that God will reward her for her boldness. So Ruth comes home that day, and Naomi finds out that she met Boaz, and she is thrilled. She says Boaz is their family redeemer. Now, this family redeemer thing, this was a cultural practice in Israel where if a man in the family died and he left behind a wife or children or land, it was the family redeemer's responsibility to marry that widow, to take up the land and protect that family. So Naomi, she begins to hope that perhaps there might still be a future. There you go. Bible Project um, Ruth, if you want to hear the rest of it. Just... Just got most of it there for Ruth chapter 2. A little bit of an overview of what we've covered. Um, so we're going to be looking at Ruth chapter 2. So um, if you want to get your Bible and open it, um, let's find it together in our Bible. It's quite early in the Bible. There's no shame at all in using the contents page of your Bible to, um, to find where that is. It's five books, five books of the law at the start of the Bible. Then the book of Joshua. Remember, the people have now entered the promised land, and then the book of Judges. And Ruth is the next book of the Bible after Judges. In my Bible, it's, well, I think in the church Bible, it's page 181, it's quite early on. Let's do a little recap of Ruth chapter 1. So the book opens with a famine in the land of Israel. And the famine is why Ruth and Naomi, uh, Naomi's husband Elimelech, uh, they move, sorry, not Ruth, um, Naomi and her husband Elimelech moved from Bethlehem to Moab. Um, now Moab had been a, an enemy of Israel. And as well as this physical famine, there's nothing to eat. Um, we get a sense from the end of Judges, the book just before, that there was a spiritual famine going on as well. And as we've heard, the book of Judges, just before the, the book of Ruth, ends with this verse on the, nation, the verdict on the nation of Israel. In those days, Israel had no king Everyone did as he saw fit. Most people in Israel were not really following God in their lives. So let's get a quick reminder of the family tree. Um, Naomi's husband, Elimelech, died while in Moab. Do you remember that back in chapter one? Her two sons, Marlon and Kilian, also sadly died. So Naomi is left with just her two daughters-in-law, Orpah and Ruth. And by the, by the end of chapter one, Orpah has remained in Moab. So only Naomi and Ruth returned to Bethlehem in Israel. And at the start of chapter two, we're introduced to one more relative who was a relative of Naomi's dead husband, Elimelech. It gets complicated, hence the diagram. So this relative is called Boaz. 
But from this point onwards, you can forget about the rest of them really, just need to remember Naomi, her daughter-in-law Ruth, and her late husband's relative Boaz. Naomi, Ruth, and Boaz, easy. Okay. Chris also mentioned last week a ray of hope at the end of chapter one. Naomi and Ruth returned to Bethlehem at the start of the barley harvest around mid-April. Clearly the food famine seems to be over. What about the spiritual famine? Well, let's look out for whether that's come to an end too. So as we look at the first four verses of chapter two, my first point is that God guides our lives. And Phoebe in a minute is just going to come up. So Phoebe, do you want to, do you want to come up here? As we hear these verses read, you won't, find the, you won't find the writer saying, and God made the person do this or come at this time or anything like that. But have a look, have a listen out as you hear Phoebe talking um, for ways in which God is at work behind the scenes. Okay, Phoebe, do you want to come and read verses one to four of Ruth chapter two? Now Naomi had a relative on her husband's side, a man of standing from the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favour. Naomi said to her, go ahead, my daughter. So she went out, entered a field and began to glean behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. Just then, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they answered. Thank you very much, Phoebe. Lovely. This is going up and down a few times today. Um, now, the storyteller mentions Boaz in verse 1, but there's no indication that Ruth has any knowledge of him. And then in verse 2, she goes to the barley fields and looks to pick up the leftovers behind anyone who allows it. There was a special provision in the Jewish law for people like Ruth and Naomi at harvest time to allow the poor and the vulnerable to gather a bit of food for themselves. And that is from Deuteronomy 24. Um, this, this regulation, when you're harvesting in your field and overlook a sheaf, don't go back to get it. Leave it for the foreigner, the fatherless, and the widow, so that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hands. Well, Ruth is a foreigner in Israel. She's a widow, and she's left her father behind back in Moab. So I think she certainly qualifies for this. But these are not necessarily days in which everyone is following God's laws. She recognizes that she's going to need to find friendly harvesters, someone in charge who will look upon her with favor. Not everyone will be kind to her. We're reminded in verse 2 that she is Ruth the Moabite. Moab and Israel had a bad relationship. And in today's world, imagine Anya the Ukrainian crossing the border as a refugee into Russia and hoping to be treated well. That's kind of the, the vibe we, we might get. So Ruth goes ahead and starts gleaning behind the harvesters in a field. And the storyteller puts it like this in verse 3. As it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz. 
who was from the clan of Elimelech. And I think the storyteller is using the phrase, as it turned out, somewhat ironically. Parents might use the similar phrase with their children. Oh, as it turned out, Sophie, your, ba- your bedroom magically tidied itself today. And of course, the bedroom hasn't magically tidied itself. Someone ended up doing it for Sophie. So as it turned out, Ruth chose to glean in the field belonging to Boaz, who was a relative of her mother-in-law, Naomi. And then in verse 4, just then, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem. Another coincidence? No, God is at work behind the scenes. And what's this guy Boaz going to be like? After all, a few pages earlier in the Bible, remember the last verse of the book of of Judges? Everyone did as they saw fit. And in the context of the recent spiritual condition of Israel, this guy is likely to be just as self-centered as everyone else, isn't he? But no, when Boaz opens his mouth, he greets the harvesters with a godly word of blessing, the Lord be with you. And this isn't just a one-off. Clearly, he's trained his harvesters to respond. And so they say, the Lord bless you. So Ruth happens to choose the the field of a relative in a land where she is unknown. He then happens to turn up at the right moment in the field and he happens to be one of the few godly men around. God is guiding Ruth's life. Yes, God seems to be taking his time, but God has greater plans afoot. God is about to bring good fortune into the lives of Ruth and Naomi. Indeed, the coming together of Ruth and Boaz is of huge significance in God's great plan. The pairing will pave the way to the birth of King David and ultimately to the birth of Jesus Christ. If you're curious, you can look up Matthew 1 verse 5 for the New Testament family tree that leads to Jesus. Yes, it has been really hard for Ruth and Naomi, but God is organising it all behind the scenes for a greater good. For Ruth and Naomi, yes, but also for the good of others. So my question for us is, you know, has it been a tough season for you? Has COVID been hard? Have you experienced loss? Are you wondering where God is in it all? Well, his timing is often not our timing. Let's follow the example of Ruth here, who just keeps on looking to the God of Israel to provide. She aligns herself with the people of God. She recognises that her status is low, she doesn't deserve very much, but she looks with faith to God for favour. And in the end, she's been through a difficult time, but in the end she receives way more than she was expecting. So let's keep on meeting together with the people of God. Let's trust in the timing of God and be patient. Let's be looking for his work behind the scenes and quick to recognising those coincidences that aren't really coincidences. The as it turned out and just thens. Let's be looking for the God who guides our lives. As we move on to the following verses, my second point, and Gwen, do you want to come up? I think you're doing the next reading. My second point is that God provides generously to us. And we see something of God's generous character in the way that Boaz deals with Ruth. 
So listen out as Gwen reads it to us for ways in which Boaz deals kindly with Ruth. Okay. Boaz asked the overseers of the harvesters, who does that young woman belong to? The overseers replied, she is the Moabite who came back from Moabah and Naomi. She said, please let me glean and gather among the slaves, the harvesters. Yeah, she came into the field and has remained here for the morning till now, except for a short rest in the shelter. So Boaz said to Ruth, my daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field and don't go away from here. Stay here with the woman who worked for me. Watch the field where I where the men and the are harvesting and following after uh, along after the women i have told the men not to lay a hand on you i and whenever you are thirsty go and get a drink from the water jars the men have filled at this she bowed down with her face to the ground she asked him why have you why have I found such a favour in your eyes that you noticed me a forgiver? Boaz replied, I've been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you have left your father and mother and your homeland to come live with the people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded for the Lord, the God of Israel, under those wings you have come to take refuge. May I continue to find favour in your eyes, my Lord, she said. You have put me at ease by speaking kindly to your servants, though I do not have the standing of one of your servants. At mealtime, Boaz said to her, come over here, have some bread and dip it in the wine vinegar. When she sat down with the harvesters, she, he offered her some roast grain. She ate all and um, ate all she wanted and had some left over. As she got up to glean, Boaz gave over gave overs to orders to his men. Let her gather among the slaves and don't re reprimand her. Even pull out some stalks from her from the boulders and leave them for her to pick up and don't rebuck her. Thank you very much, Glenn. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
Um, now the kids have actually, I know that you're, you're very diligently working on your cards, but I know last week you prepared some sheaves of barley. So if some of you want to hand them around, I don't know if we've got enough for one each, but maybe one for each household. These were some, um, some craft that the children did last week. So if you feel free to, to go around and offer a sheave of barley um, to, as a sort of a, a reminder of what Ruth's been up to in these verses. Um, and then go back to your, your cards. Now, did you notice that the overseer of the harvester just refers to Ruth in verse 6 as the Moabite. But Boaz doesn't treat her as a foreigner. He addresses her in verse 8 as my daughter. Now, isn't that affectionate? Stay here with the woman who who worked for me. Follow along. I've told the men not to lay a hand on you. Clearly, Ruth is vulnerable and Boaz protects her. Ruth recognises how her low status as a foreign, widowed refugee lowers her status so she bows down with her face to the ground. Why have I found such favour in your eyes that you notice me, a foreigner? Now, Boaz doesn't dispute her low status, but he does approve of her choices. He's heard that she's looked after Naomi. She left her people in her homeland of Moab, and she's come to live with an unknown people. Coming to the Lord has been very costly to her. And in verse 12, she prays this beautiful prayer of blessing over her. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Later, Boaz invites Ruth to join in with the meal. She gets to eat the bread and the wine and the roasted grain along with the other harvesters. And Boaz continues to go above and beyond what is required of him. Do you remember that verse in Deuteronomy 24, just leave a few bits behind? No, he goes way beyond that. He doesn't just leave those overlooked sheaves for her, but actually instructs his men to hand out, pull out some extra stalks for Ruth to collect. Now I'm sure that Ruth, that Boaz wasn't perfect, but he... Um, he's a man of standing we hear in verse 1 his generosity, his kindness and his protection that he offers to Ruth is surely a picture of the generosity the kindness and the protection that God offers to his people we come to God with a low status before a holy God in ourselves we're foreigners with no rights but if we leave behind our old lives as we come to take refuge under the wings of the God of Israel, he will welcome us and treat us well. Now in our day, we don't have to move to another nation like Ruth did to find this God, but we do have to trust in the Lord Jesus, who we now know is the one who provides refuge for God's children from judgment. Going back to verse 12, this is the verse that the children have written out on the cards that they're preparing for us today? Is this an accurate description of us, that we have taken refuge under the wings of the God of Israel? In New Testament terms, have we put our trust in Jesus? Do we look to him to protect us and provide for us? When we see how Boaz acts towards Ruth, we get a glimpse of how God acts towards his children. I'm going to... um, 
Yeah. And may our response to God be like Ruth's attitude towards Boaz in verse 13. She says, may I continue to find favour in your eyes, my Lord. So now as we look briefly at the final few verses of this chapter, my third and final point is that God changes hearts. We see here how the generous provision from God through Boaz ripples out to Ruth's mother-in-law, Naomi. Now God's provision was harder to see in chapter one, wasn't it? Naomi's husband, Elimelech, died. Ruth's husband, Kilian, died. And she had to make a really tough decision whether to stay in Moab or come to Israel. And when they come as refugees from a despised nation, they're vulnerable. And humanly speaking, they have little to look forward to. Back in chapter one, Naomi decided that God had dealt so bitterly with her that she gave herself a new name, Mara, which means bitter. Could we have Phoebe back up for the final verses, please? So as Phoebe reads verses 17 to the end, listen out for Naomi's change of heart in her response to what she sees happening in their lives. Okay. So Phoebe, Phoebe's going to read from verse 17 to 23. So Ruth gleaned in the field until evening. Then she threshed the barley she had gathered and amounted it to about an ephah. She carried it back to town and her mother-in-law saw how much she had gathered. Ruth also brought out and gave her what she had left over after she had eaten enough. The mother-in-law asked her, Where did you glean today? Where did you work? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. Then Ruth told her mother-in-law about the one at whose place she had been working. The name of the man I worked with today is Boaz, she said. The Lord bless him, Naomi said to her daughter-in-law. She had, he has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead, she added. That man is our close relative. He is one of our guardian redeemers. Then Ruth the Moabite said, he even said to me, stay with my workers until they finish harvesting all the grain. Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, it'd be good for you, my daughter, to go with the woman who worked for him, because in someone else's field, you might be harmed. So Ruth stayed close to the woman of Boaz to glean until the barley and wheat harvests were finished, and she lived with her mother-in-law. Thank you very much. Thank you, Phoebe. You might have been wondering what the ball's about. You'll find out what that's about in a minute. Apparently, Elliot wasn't allowed to bring his ball to church this morning. So, I, I've, um, hey, life's unfair, isn't it? I brought my ball. Um, I think my, Mia's going to hand it around in a minute. Um, as we look briefly at the final few verses of this chapter, my third point is that God changes hearts. Oh, come to that in a minute. Um, we see here how the generous provision from, sorry, I've done that bit. Um, okay, here we go. Sorry, I've lost my place. Now you might think that that's all very well for Boaz to let Ruth glean and to say some nice things to her. But I know some of you are more practically minded and they want, you want to know how much did she have to show for it at the end of the day? So um, Mia, this is your moment if you wouldn't mind coming up. This medicine ball is five kilograms, 
Um, so Mia's going to bring it around if you want to feel what that weighs. But actually, I think for sort of safety reasons, I didn't bring something which is an ether, because an ether is actually two and a half times that. So uh, feel free to, to sort of offer it round if you want to feel what that is. Imagine two and a half of those balls. Um, Ruth has brought back quite a sackload of grain um, from this one day of gleaning. So Ruth threshes the barley, and that apparently means separating the grain from the stalks. So left over from that process, Ruth took home, maybe in a big sack, an ether, 13 kilograms in modern weight of, of barley. What a lot. And notice the change here in Naomi. Blessed be the man who took notice of you in verse 19. And then in verse 20, the Lord bless him, speaking of Boaz. And so as she sees the Lord's provision and the protection for her and for Ruth, Naomi's bitterness from chapter one melts away. Her heart is changed. So for us, do we have bitterness inside? Are we thinking that, Ruth, that God has dealt bitterly with us? Can we, like Naomi, see the ways in which God is protecting and providing for us? even perhaps through hard times and have hearts that trust in a God who loves to bless his children. So as the medicine ball goes around, I'm going to invite the band to come back up now. And um, children, I don't know how you're getting on, but I'd like to invite you when you're ready to start distributing, giving out the lovely cards that you've been making to the adults in the room. I'm not sure that everyone will get one, but hopefully by the end of the service, you'll all have um, a card with verse 12 from this chapter we've been looking at today written upon it. And I, I just hope that this, this verse is a blessing to us. May you be richly rewarded by the God by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. You might want to take the card home for yourself. You might um, use it as a bookmark or stick it on your fridge. Or maybe there's someone else that you think would be blessed by receiving it. You could write them a message about the provision and protection of God. So... Um, any band if you would just want to start playing quietly um, as they start to play I want to invite all of us to consider how God might have spoken to us today from Ruth chapter 2 this is a God who guides our lives he's behind the scenes of this world let's be looking out for those as it turns out and the just thens remember in those first few verses in Ruth we may not see God face to face in this life but if we're looking out for him we can see him at work in our lives secondly we have a God who provides and protects let's take refuge in the Lord Jesus let's look to him to provide for us in our lives and thirdly we have a God who changes hearts if our hearts have become hardened, let us bring them 
to God now for him to soften and bring healing. Band are now going to lead us in a time of singing as we respond to God. Children, once you've finished the cards, you're welcome to return to sitting with your parents if you'd like. Let's, let's pray now and then we'll, we'll have another time of singing. Father, thank you that you are a good God. You are a God who works in our lives behind the scenes. Um, help us to recognize you, the God who provides and protects. Change our hearts, Lord, to be directed towards you. Take away any bitterness in our hearts and help us to be open-hearted towards you. Help us to worship now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. We meet on Sundays at 10am at the Royal Grammar School in Guildford. We look forward to seeing you.